Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to the Asthma Spotlight podcast. Today I'm going to talk about asthma in children who are under five years old, that is preschool children. This is a very controversial topic because lots of healthcare professionals don't want to diagnose asthma in these preschool children. And that's both because it's very hard to diagnose asthma in the sage, but it's also because of a reluctance to label a child with asthma without being sure of the diagnosis. So one question that comes up often is whether preschool children can develop asthma. Now the answer is clearly yes. In my own experience as a family doctor, I can remember a pair of twins who were diagnosed with asthma when they were only four months old. Now these two children had an older brother who had asthma one of the parents had allergic rhinitis, that's a term for nose allergy. In his case, it was hay fever, which is also known as allergy to grass pollen. So in the case of these twins, they started wheezing, and that's where you have whistling noises coming from your chest, when they were only a few months old. So as a family doctor, although I did think they probably had asthma, I did refer them to a children's asthma specialist who agreed with me that the diagnosis was in fact correct and he advised me on how best to treat these children. 
Over the years, I've diagnosed and treated a number of preschool children with asthma, and so from my own experience, it does occur in young preschool children. So what's the problem? Clearly, one of the issues is that there is not one single test that can be used to diagnose asthma. It's different in diseases like diabetes, where there's a simple blood test which can confirm the diagnosis. Or another example is high blood pressure or hypertension, where there's a test, that's a blood pressure test, that can be used to make a diagnosis. So we don't have a single test for asthma, and in these young children, it's even more difficult because we can't easily do the tests that we use in adults um, for lung function, which can help us see if there's any obstruction of the airways. And remember, asthma is a disease where somebody gets periodic or intermittent obstruction of their airways. So the tests we would use in older children are peak flow tests or spirometry. These are both blowing tests which can tell whether the person's airways are tight or not. So the way doctors make a diagnosis of asthma is by using a combination of different things that suggest that asthma is the cause of the person's problem. In general, asthma is diagnosed using a combination of symptoms that that person gets and also uses information about diseases in the family that may be passed down. We also use tests, mainly lung function tests and sometimes blood tests. And finally, we try and see how the person's symptoms improve with asthma treatment. So the diagnosis of asthma is what we call a clinical diagnosis. That means that a doctor uses their experience of looking after patients to gather together lots of different bits of information to help decide on the most likely explanation or diagnosis for the cause of that person's symptoms. So as I said, there isn't one single test that proves that someone has asthma. And that's one of the reasons why it can take time to diagnose asthma in a person. In fact, one of the first bits of research that I did many, many years ago in my own practice was where we found that it was taking about 17 consultations with respiratory symptoms, that's coughing or wheezing or breathing problems, to diagnose asthma in children. Now, this was a long time ago, and yet I still hear from parents nowadays that it can take a long time for their child to be diagnosed with asthma. So the common way that asthma affects people is in the form of respiratory symptoms. These are coughing, wheezing, shortness of breath, and difficulty breathing. And in asthma, these symptoms come and go. So in between these episodes of symptoms, the child may be 100% well. So it might be difficult to make a diagnosis when a child consults a doctor when they're well. Now, in many people, these flare-ups of symptoms are brought on because of exposure to trigger factors. And these are the things that can cause asthma flare-ups. So, for example, in a young child, virus infections can cause ongoing coughing or wheezing. Episodes of exercise, so running around, 
can cause coughing or wheezing. Laughing can also cause these symptoms. So if your child gets coughing or wheezing or breathlessness when they laugh, they possibly have asthma. Another trigger factor that can cause asthma is breathing in smoke, like cigarette smoke, or open gas fires causing smoke, or barbecues or fireworks. Other triggers include strong smelling perfumes, and others include grass or tree pollen or pollen from moulds. The clue that a child may have asthma is if these symptoms of cough, wheeze or breathing trouble come and go repeatedly over time. Now, of course, children all get viral infections or colds, and this is not always a sign of asthma. But these usually clear up quickly. So if your young child is having repeated episodes of viral infections with symptoms of coughing or wheezing that last more than a week and that occur three or four times a year, and especially if your child needs to see a doctor or go to an emergency department or be admitted to a hospital more than twice a year for these symptoms, Ask your doctor if your child could have asthma and if you should see a children's asthma specialist to confirm the diagnosis. Another clue that a child who has repeated respiratory symptoms may have asthma is if a family member, and it doesn't have to be a close family member, so it could be an aunt or a grandparent, has asthma or other allergic conditions and these allergic conditions could include hay fever or eczema or antibiotic allergy, for example. Now, the reason for raising this is because if a relative has asthma or an allergic condition, your child could also develop asthma or these allergic conditions because this tendency to develop these diseases is passed down through the family, through the genes. So because asthma symptoms are not there all the time, because asthma inflammation and symptoms come and go, if a medical examination is done when somebody's well, uh, that may be completely normal. Now this does not mean that your child does not have asthma. So it's important to stress when you see the doctor that the child keeps getting these symptoms. They're coming and they're going. And even though they might not have symptoms today, they've definitely got a condition which is causing these respiratory symptoms to come and go. And that may be due to asthma. Now we also do lung function tests to see if there's airway obstruction that varies over time. That is, the air passages get tight some of the time and they go back to normal at others. Now you will be aware that if someone tries to blow out while pursing their lips, they'll make a whistling noise. And that's why if you can hear whistling when somebody's breathing, that is probably due to obstruction of the air passages. And we call that whistling noise wheezing. And that noise needs to come from the child's chest, not from their nose. So this means that the child's air passages are tight at the time. And asthma is a disease 
where the air passages get tight sometimes when the inflammation or irritation of the lungs flares up. So wheezing can be heard either by a family member or a doctor during an examination with a stethoscope, and that supports a diagnosis of asthma in a child who's having repeated episodes of coughing, wheezing, or breathing trouble. <clears throat> so wheezing is a whistling noise coming from the child's chest and not from their nose or their mouth, and it's a sign that the air passages are tight, and that's why this supports a diagnosis of asthma. There are other conditions which cause wheezing, and that's why it's necessary to see a doctor to help to decide what the cause of your child's wheezing or noisy breathing is. In some children under the age of five, it may be possible to do peak flow tests. That's a blowing test to measure how tight the air passages are. However, it's not possible in many of these preschool children. Hospital specialists may be able to do other special lung function tests and also there are some electronic stethoscopes coming onto the market and some are available in the marketplace which can detect wheezing in a child's chest. Now the other clue that supports an asthma diagnosis is if you get better with asthma medication and that's why doctors sometimes do what's called a trial of treatment where if they suspect that a child has asthma, they'll try some asthma treatment and see what happens. Now the problem is, it might be difficult to prove the diagnosis if the child's only getting symptoms now and again. So how do you know that the medication is helping to reduce the symptoms or whether the symptoms are just reduced because that's the way that the cycle works where the child's symptoms come and go? So unfortunately, there are many children who are not diagnosed with asthma and yet who have repeated episodes of flare-ups of wheezing, coughing and shortness of breath. These flare-ups often result from virus infections and they are called by the doctors viral-induced wheeze episodes. Now those of you who listen to my podcast on the basics of asthma well, remember that I said, amongst the trigger factors that spark off asthma attacks, one of those is a virus infection. So asthma flare-ups or attacks can be caused by viruses, and these can happen in any age. So a child who's getting repeated episodes of so-called viral-associated wheezing might have asthma. Now, many preschool children who actually have asthma are diagnosed with recurrent viral-induced wheeze when they attend hospital or even when they're admitted with a more serious attack. And there are two things that I need to talk about here. As I said, viruses can and do cause wheezing episodes. Now, that while they're not always due to asthma, the difficulty is to separate out those that are due to asthma from those that are not. And the other important message is that many of these children, with these episodes of viral-induced wheeze, are treated in exactly the same way that asthma is treated, both for the wheezing episodes themselves and 
in an ongoing way with inhaled medication, the same medication that we use for asthma. The clue that the diagnosis might be asthma is if your child has repeated episodes of coughing or wheezing, especially if these episodes go on for more than a week at a time. So those children who are diagnosed with repeated episodes of viral wheeze who continue to be prescribed asthma medication and are not given a diagnosis of asthma are at a great disadvantage. And that's because they have not got a firm diagnosis. If they haven't been diagnosed with asthma, they won't be offered to attend for routine reviews or post-asthma attack reviews after being admitted to hospital for an attack of wheezing that was severe enough to result in a hospital admission. So in these children, each wheezing episode is treated as a new acute flare-up or a new illness, and in these cases the child is not followed up because the label asthma is not written in their medical records or because the hospital discharge letter does not use the word asthma. And in many of these cases, the parents are not even told that their child might have asthma. So there's clearly a problem for those children who actually do have asthma but are not diagnosed. As I said, there won't be record for asthma checkups, nor will they be given a self-management plan, and they will not be prescribed anti-inflammatory anti-asthma preventer treatment. So while I did say that it's very difficult to diagnose asthma in preschool children, in fact it can be difficult to diagnose asthma in anyone. There does however come a time, in my view, when a child with repeated episodes of wheezing or coughing or breathing trouble may have asthma and that a diagnosis needs to be considered or at least thought of by a doctor. I know many paediatricians agree with me. If a preschool child has two or more severe episodes of wheezing, severe enough to require hospital admission or treatment in the emergency department, or even treatment for an acute episode by a family doctor, using the same treatment as we use for asthma, someone needs to consider that that child might have asthma. The parents need to be told that the child might have asthma. And so the next time one of these episodes happens, they can mention to the doctor they see that the child might have asthma. So a consultation in these cases with a paediatric asthma expert is needed. The expert may be a family doctor or a nurse with expertise in asthma, or a hospital paediatric asthma specialist who could offer advice on diagnosis and treatment. And similarly, if your child has been prescribed an inhaler and is using this for episodes of respiratory symptoms, that is wheezing, coughing or shortness of breath, and you have not been told that they've got asthma, then it would be a good idea to have a conversation with your doctor to see whether your child has asthma or not. And ask for an explanation for why the child is is getting ongoing treatment with asthma inhalers without you being told or without the child's records reflecting that the child has asthma. 
If your child does have preschool asthma, that's asthma in the first five years of life, they may need control of treatment to prevent attacks and also to reduce the need for cortisone tablets used for treating attacks. And this treatment might be intermittent, so it might not be regular treatment. And that's why specialists in asthma should be involved in the management of these children. In one of my previous podcasts, I spoke about the reliever inhalers. Those are the ones that are usually blue. These are the short-acting relievers. What I said then, and I'll repeat it again today, is that asthma should not be treated with regular reliever inhalers as the only treatment for asthma. These reliever drugs, and they are called either salbutamol, which is also called albuterol in some countries, or tabutiline is the other one. So these drugs, the reliever drugs, do not treat the inflammation caused by asthma. They're intended as emergency medication which is used to treat asthma flare-ups or asthma symptoms and for treatment of attacks. They do not treat the underlying asthma inflammation. They do relieve symptoms by opening up the air passages and they certainly should be used for asthma attacks. However, they only work for four hours and that's the reason why they are called short-acting reliever inhalers. Finally, if used regularly without an anti-inflammatory controller or preventer inhaler, they can actually cause problems. They can cause tightening or spasm of the air passages if used regularly. So what some international experts are advising is that if a child has asthma and is not prescribed regular controller or preventer treatment, they could be advised to take a dose of a preventer inhaler whenever they use a blue reliever inhaler. In this way, the underlying inflammation can be treated as well as the symptoms. So I will discuss this idea in a future podcast when I talk about maintenance and reliever treatment, so-called MART or AIR treatment. So the key messages from this podcast on preschool asthma are asthma does occur in children under the age of five or preschool children. Viral infections are one of the trigger factors of asthma. And so recurrent episodes of wheezing episodes caused by viruses may be a signal that a child has asthma. So count the number of wheezing or coughing episodes your child has had in the last 12 months. And if there have been four or more, then ask your doctor whether your child has asthma. If your child has been prescribed an inhaler and has not been diagnosed with asthma, ask your doctor if they have asthma or ask for an explanation why they're being prescribed asthma treatment. Children under the age of five who have two or more admissions to hospital or are treated in the emergency department or for emergency wheezing by a general practitioner for so-called viral-induced wheezing 
would need a consultation with someone with pediatric asthma expertise to confirm or exclude the diagnosis of asthma. And lastly, it's important to have a diagnosis label of asthma because once your child has got asthma, you'll then be provided with a self-management plan which can help you understand the disease and its treatment. It can help you to learn how to recognize flare-ups or attacks, how to treat these early, and what to do and how to get medical help when that happens. And you will also be invited for asthma checkups and reviews. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com. And I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.